Welcome back to the Foul Balls podcast for March 8th, 2018. And I am just doing this by myself today. Only a five-game slate for Wednesday. And also, I have no power. I have no internet. So I have no way to really get in touch with Matt to record this. So I'm just doing this by myself, recording it on my computer. And then when I get some internet back, I will email it to Matt and he will post it on to our SoundCloud thing. Uh, So, yeah, snow day I have like... And I got like a foot and a half of snow. I had somebody came over and left my house and they're, they they made it about 100 feet and their car got stuck in the snow. I had another neighbor who tried to leave their house and got stuck in the snow and just left their car in the middle of the street and went back inside. So I'm sure in the morning I'll wake up to a snowplow running over their car, probably a loud crashing noise. But five games, and this is, this is a rough slate we have for Thursday – uh, not only is there only five games, but there's just really no value right now. So I think it's probably a good one to either play light or maybe not play at all if nothing changes. Uh, one thing that is possible is that we could see Jeff T get suspended, so that would open up some value. I'll touch on that when we get to that game. But first game on the slate, the Brooklyn Nets at the Charlotte Hornets. So from the Nets side of the game, the the minutes were a little goofy a couple games ago. The Nets were kind of in danger of winning and then didn't play their starters down the stretch. But they played regular minutes last game. So I I don't think that anybody's a particularly great play on them for tomorrow night. But D'Angelo Russell at 6,700, I still think he's the best player on their team. I've said this before. He was priced over 8,000 earlier in the season when he was starting. So I think that 6700 there's still upside in him in that price. I think he's the best target on the Nets. The rest of the minutes are probably just going to be spread around, so nobody that I really think is a particularly great target from the Hornets side of the game. Uh, Dwight Howard's price went way down for one game. He went down to was it 6700 against the Sixers, and now he's all the way back up to $8,300. Uh, that's, that's more than I want to pay for him in this matchup. Uh, I mean, it is a very good matchup. It's just more than I want to pay for Dwight Howard in general right now that now that Cody Zeller's back. I should I should word it that way. Uh, let me see. How many minutes did Malik Monk play? Uh, 16 minutes last game, not enough. Uh, Michael Carter-Williams is going to be out for a while. So Malik Monk could end up stepping into a bigger role, but only 16 minutes last game, so not quite there for him yet. Uh, Kemba Walker at 8,700. I think he's a fine target to pay up for. He has to play a lot of minutes now, not only with uh, Michael Kidd Gil- uh, Michael Carter Williams probably out for the season with a shoulder injury, but also Hornets basically need to win out or win almost the rest of their games to make the playoffs. So Kemba Walker is going to play a shit ton of minutes until they're officially eliminated from the playoffs. So I think that makes him a fine target. Definitely safe for cash games. Uh, Philadelphia 76ers at the Miami Heat. From the Sixers side of the game, we have Joel Embiid at 9,500. I think he's an okay target. This is a down pace spot. Uh, But with that said, something that we've mentioned on the podcast before, Hassan Whiteside sometimes struggles against big men who could shoot threes. He doesn't really like to go out on the perimeter to guard those guys. So Embiid, I think, does have some upside in this matchup. The other thing also, he's coming off probably his worst two-game stretch of the season, so that could drive down his ownership on a five-game slate. I think that makes him appealing in GPPs. From the Heat side of the game, uh, it's it's just a lot of really spread minutes with everybody healthy. Now, Wayne Ellington's expected to play tomorrow. They've got all the big men healthy. They've got all the guards healthy. 
The Sixers are one of the best defensive teams in the league, especially with Joel Embiid there. I think Embiid should win Defensive Player of the Year uh, this season. So the Heat, I think, are just going to be a fade for me in this spot. Uh, I think that's going to be a common theme going through some of these teams. It's, it's hard to pick out any individually strong play. Uh, next game on the slate, the Boston Celtics at the, at the uh, Minnesota Timberwolves. So Celtics side of the game, we once again, we have this issue with the Celtics where just the minutes in the production tends to be really spread around. And the other issue with them right now also is that uh, Kyrie missed some time with a sore knee and he's coming back tomorrow. So we've got guys like Terry Rozier, uh, Marcus Smart, Jalen Brown, all priced up a little bit from some extra fantasy points they put up while Kyrie was out. And now we have Kyrie coming back. So they just kind of have a little bit of inflated prices in a tough matchup in Minnesota. So there isn't a lot of pricing value there. I'm also a little concerned that Kyrie Irving, maybe they don't give him full minutes coming back from from the knee issue. So to me, not really worth playing Kyrie either. From the Minnesota side of the game, this is a tough matchup against the Celtics, except at the end of the Timberwolves' last game against the Utah Jazz, uh, Jeff T got ejected for a really dirty kind of like hip check on Ricky Rubio, totally took him out. And I think that there's a decent chance we see Jeff Teague suspended for tomorrow. Uh, this is just kind of a guess, and I'm searching for value a little bit right now, which is why I bring it up. But if Jeff Teague gets suspended, then this would be the best source of value on the slate. Looking at the Timberwolves' numbers this year with Jeff Teague and Jimmy Butler both off the floor, because obviously Butler's out also, we have Carl Anthony Towns, with a four percent bump in his usage rating, he also scores from forty-four and a half fantasy points per thirty-six minutes to about fifty and a half. And then Andrew Wiggins' massive bump usage rating goes from twenty-four percent all the way up to about thirty-two percent. He scores about ten more fantasy points per thirty-six minutes. So Andrew Wiggins and Carl Anthony Towns will both be really, really strong plays if Jeff Teague is ruled out. And then in addition. We would probably have Tyus Jones step in and start a point guard at 3,500. He would be a really strong punt play. Uh, if Jeff Teague does happen to play, then I still think Carl Anthony Towns is a fine guy to pay up for at 9,300. But everybody else just kind of becomes a marginal play. Uh, the, the real value here would be if Jeff Teague is ruled out. And then also uh, Jamal Crawford would probably have to play some extra minutes. So he would be in play at 3,900. I think that that's really our best bet for value on the slate tomorrow is going to be a Jeff Teague suspension. Uh, next game we have here, the Phoenix Suns at the Oklahoma City Thunder. Uh, this should be a really high-scoring game. Just the question is, is it going to stay competitive? The Thunder are currently favored by 10.5 points. The point total is 228, which is by far the highest on the slate. Most of these games are expected to be fairly low-scoring. So I, I think that stacking this game is another decent GPP option. Uh, Devin Booker, Alfred Payton, TJ Warren, I think these guys are all in play. Uh, another thing also, Thunder's defense has been really shitty since Andre Robertson got hurt. It's a it's a big step back in their defense. They're probably one of the bottom 10 or so defense in the league without Robertson, and they were one of the better defenses with Robertson. So I don't really think the numbers totally bear that out on them for the season right now. Uh, Tyson Chandler, I think, is worth looking at for a cheap play. He started the last couple of games uh, 26 minutes Two starts ago, only 18 minutes to start after that. But I think also we have to keep in mind that that was the talent of a back-to-back. Tyson Chandler has not played a lot of back-to-backs this year. So I think the reason his minutes were all the way down to 18 was because it was a back-to-back situation. I expect him to get back up to that uh, like 24 to 28-minute range 
And so at 4,300 without a ton of value, I think that he is worth rostering. From the Thunder side of the game, if you want to pay up for a really expensive guy, Russell Westbrook is the guy to do it on this slate. 11,800, I think that he is definitely in play. Really strong matchup against the Suns, one of the fastest-paced teams in the league, one of the worst defense in the league. The, the risk with Westbrook is, does this game stay competitive? But I, I think that with so few options on the slate, definitely fine to fire him up. Uh, Carmelo Anthony, 6,100. Paul George, 8,600. Steven Adams, 6,900. I think all those guys are kind of fringe plays. Not really a lot of pricing value, but if it's a thing where, hey, I need somebody to fill out my, my lineup, I have this amount of salary left, I think that they are acceptable plays. The final game on the slate, the San Antonio Spurs at the Golden State Warriors. From the Spurs side of the game, LaMarcus Aldridge is at 7,700. And we also have Pau Gasol out due to was a sore shoulder. So Aldridge only played 31 minutes last game, typically plays more. But that was also his first game back coming from a sprained ankle. So I think we see him get back to normal minutes in this game, obviously assuming this doesn't turn into a blowout, which is also a possibility because there is an 11.5 point uh, spread in this game. So I think LaMarcus Aldridge is a viable target. I think DeJounte Murray at 5,800 is a pretty good target. Uh, Let's see who else. Rudy Gay is pretty expensive now. Uh, Davis Bertons. I think that there's a pretty decent chance. Actually, I'd say it's probably very likely that he starts in place of uh, Pau Gasol. Uh, but his minutes have not been very high. His last couple starts, 22 minutes and 17 minutes. So what is uh, Berton's at 4,600? I think kind of a fringe play, but not really somebody I'd want a ton of exposure to. From the Warriors side of the game, uh, we have Steph Curry, 9,400, Kevin Durant, 9,200, Draymond Green down to 7,300. So I think all of these guys are okay plays. The The issue is just the, the blowout risk here. So I wouldn't roster any of Curry, Durant, or Green, or Thompson without LaMarcus Aldridge in that lineup also. But I do think it's pretty viable to make some little game stacks where you like DeJounte Murray, LaMarcus Aldridge with, say, like Draymond Green and Steph Curry, or maybe Clay Thompson and Kevin Durant. I think that any like two of those guys with uh, a combination of Aldridge and Murray makes for a pretty high upside GPP lineup that maybe people won't really be on. Uh, I do think that LaMarcus Aldridge, for his price, is one of the better values on the slate. There is the blowout risk there, except that's kind of the risk with a lot of these games. So, yeah, not really a terrific slate. Hopefully we get Jeff Teague ruled out because that would create a little bit more value for the night. Uh, and we'll be back for Friday's podcast. Uh, Friday slate should be a little better. Um, how many games is that? Yeah, bigger slate. So you can follow me on Twitter at GArenbergDFS. Matt's Twitter handle is at Preaching Sense, and he will be back to join me for the next podcast.